Our psalm this morning is Psalm 9 on page 351. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. And our glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Venite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with his righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 9 I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will speak of all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. Yea, my songs will I make of thy name, O thou most highest. While mine enemies are driven back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou art set in the throne that judgest right. Thou hast rebuked the heathen and destroyed the ungodly. Thou hast put out their name forever and ever. O thou enemy, thy destructions are come to a perpetual end. Even as the cities which thou hast destroyed, whose memorial is perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He hath also prepared his seat for judgment. For he shall judge the world in righteousness, and minister true judgment unto the people. The Lord also will be a defense for the oppressed, even a refuge in due time of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, hast never failed them that seek thee. O praise the Lord, which dwelleth in Sion, show the people of his doings. For when he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them, and forgetteth not the complaint of the poor. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, consider the trouble which I suffer of them that hate me, thou that liftest me up from the gates of death. That I may show all thy praises within the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in thy salvation. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made, in the same net which they hid privily as their foot taken. The Lord is known to execute judgment. The ungodly is trapped in the work of his own hands. The wicked shall not be turned to destruction, and all the people that forget God. For the poor shall not always be forgotten. The patient abiding of the meek shall not perish forever. 
Up, Lord, and let not man have the upper hand. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the heathen may know themselves to be but men. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twentieth chapter of the book of Numbers. Then the children of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh, and Miriam died there and was buried there. Now there was no water for the congregation, so they gathered together against Moses and Aaron. And the people contended with Moses and spoke, saying, If only we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. Why have you brought us up this why have you brought up the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness, that we are, and our animals should die here? And why have you made us come out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, nor is there any water to drink. So Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the door of the tabernacle of meeting, and they fell on their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, gather the congregation together. Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock, and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Hear now, you rebels. Must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I gave them. This was the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel contended with the Lord, and he was hallowed among them. Here ends the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 57th verse of the first chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Now Elizabeth's time, full time, came for her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son. When her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. So it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child and they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. His mother answered and said, No, he shall be called John. But they said to her, 
there is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. So they made signs to his father what he would have him called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, saying, His name is John. So they all marveled. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, praising God. Then fear came on all who dwelt around them, and all these sayings were discussed throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all those who heard them kept them in their hearts, saying, What kind of child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. Here ends the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who hast given unto us thy servant's grace, by the confession of a true faith, to acknowledge the glory of the eternal trinity, and in the power of the divine majesty to worship the unity. We beseech thee that thou wouldest keep us steadfast in this faith, and evermore defend us from all adversities, who livest and reignest, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, 
Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We you know, continue to look at uh, the wilderness experience of Israel as a um, type of the spiritual life and to see these sort of episodes in Israel as something that teaches us something, uh, mostly in, in the way of the negative example, but it certainly highlights the kind of things we, we should do. So, you know, what we what we get is a kind of journeying in the wilderness and you get a community that's that's fatigued, um, that uh, has suffered loss, Miriam dies, um, there's no water. And and so they they come to a point. What do we do with that? What do we do? We're in the desert. It's dry. Uh, uh, we don't have what we want. And so the, the Israel, this is sort of the stock response. First, they complain. Uh, they, um, you know, they, they compare, compare, you know, the current situation. It'd be better to have died with Korah, Dathan, or Abiram, have the ground swallow you up than to be here. Um, and, and then they finger point, you know, Moses, you let us out of here. Uh, and in fact, the whole time is, of course, God let them out of here. So if they're going to reject Moses and they're going to, you know, he was feeling in danger of being stoned. Uh, it's really a, a rejection of God, and we should think about that in our discontentedness always, because if God is sovereign, somehow he, he is the ultimate reason we are where we are. Now, um, so it goes complaint, um, you know, discontent, finger pointing, and then the anxiety of people leaves Moses to, to anxiety and anger, and the sin seems to be that that rather than speaking to the rock and having the water come out, Moses hits the rock. My Hebrew professor said there's actually a phenomenon in the desert, in the in the wilderness there, of water running under rocks, and seasoned um, wandering shepherds and nomads knew how to find the place where you could hit it and get rocks out. So Moses hitting it himself is like, do I have to do this for you because? You know, and God didn't want him to do wanted him to wanted him to give glory to God and, and just speak and let God bring the water out so they could understand that God is the one who's going to provide for them in the wilderness. So the whole thing ends up into a disaster. Now, so this highlights what we're supposed to do in our own times because we all hit this. The enthusiasm of a religious experience epitomized by the Exodus, the other side of the Red Sea, Easter, were praising God uh, always invariably, because this is a type of the spiritual life, leads into a place where, you know, it's it's dry, there's loss, there's lack. We find a, a ready, a, you, know, a, you know, a ready supply of people we can blame. This person did this, my wife, my boss, the bishop, my friend, whatever. And we complain and we bring our own anxiety into it and the whole thing falls apart and everyone becomes more miserable. Faithfulness looks something like the opposite of that. And we, we find the situation rather than um, uh, 
defaulting to complaint and murmuring, the default needs to be to prayer, to go sit with God in the space. And we remember when things are, when we're um, aggravated, we have a reactive emotionality that makes us feel like we're in a situation now that if I can't solve this right now, I'm going to die. We can call this catastrophization. It's a lie. It's a demonic lie. So we have to resist that catastrophization and come to our prayer. Now, when we come to our prayer, um, we also need to acknowledge the intense emotionality we're experiencing because in dry places of life, there's genuine experiences of mourning, loss, and disappointment. And this is the theology of the Psalms. So the life for prayer does not mean to not complain, does not mean to acknowledge that you're struggling deeply, that, that there's great sadness and sorrow, and even to bring your tears into the life of prayer. But when we direct our emotionality towards God, then the sadness and the lack becomes a space where a door is open for greater union communion. And I challenge everyone to, to read the Psalms and closely as we pray through them and see how often the Psalmist David or the Psalmist tradition is processing the intense emotionality of life in relationship to God. So validating the experience of life in relationship with God, feeling connected to God in that dry space. And then out of the prayer, the, the commitment then is to remain faithful and wait, because that's the essential component of faith, is that it waits for God and trusts that God will be faithful. And um, the other thing we ask about in this prayer in the wilderness is, so it's dry, we don't have what we want. The question is, what is, you know, we, we want to know, when is God going to give us what we need? The spiritual question underlying it is, what is God doing within us in this place of lack? What faulty motives is he purging from our lives? What unhealthy attachments is he, is he kind of moving us away from? How is he doing his work? And that's how we see that the wilderness becomes, instead of a place of misery and discontent, a place of greater trust and revelation where God reveals himself to us in new ways. And we discussed this in the mini way in the Lenten fast. That's a, a purposeful fast, but this should be the paradigm of life. And so we, rather than complain, <clears throat> finger point, become discontent, we pray, we process what we're feeling in our prayer, um, we see and, and look for what God is doing in our lives, and we pray and wait, trusting that God's eventually going to come and visit us and, and be faithful. And we should note that our New Testament lesson the whole families were dealing with Elizabeth and Mary and Zechariah. These are faithful Jewish people who've been continuing in the Jewish prayers in the temple for a long time. And it's to them that Jesus is revealing himself and God is revealing himself because they remained faithful in their ordinary prayers. So uh, a little bit of, so we look at just using these wilderness examples as a contrast the bad example and understand the right way to respond and use trial and drive times as, as an opportunity to grow and move forward in our faith. Just a couple of thoughts about the lessons. Continue with a prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them thy saving health unto all nations, 
more especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially for those whom we make our prayers. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy